Are you over 50 and wondering, what happened? <laughs> All the time. Sometimes I look in the mirror and wonder, who's that old fart? Yeah, I wondered that about you too. Listen as CJ and I stumble through the wonderful world of being over 50. Like the stereotypes of being grumpy, forgetful and technologically inept. And don't get me started on the mystery muscle pain. Actually, my shoulder does hurt. And we'll talk about other joys of ageing, like funding retirement, mailing a stool sample and working with millennials. Join us on the downhill run to the old folks' home. Welcome to What's My Age Again? This is me, Scott. And this is me, CJ. Welcome to What's My Age Again Again. So what have we got this episode, Scott? Well, for the last three episodes, we've been banging on and on and on and on about how 50-year-old men feel about ageing. Well, I got to wondering, do men and women experience ageing in the same way? Hmm, it's an interesting question. Uh, How do you intend to answer said question? Well, as is my want, I did some research into gender differences in ageing. But then I decided to go one better. Research and secondary sources are great, but I thought it'd be better to go to a primary source. Ah, yes, like tomato or barbecue. No, I decided to interview an actual woman. That sounds awesome. When are we doing this interview? Well, look, CJ, it's like this. Uh, I kind of went behind your back and... I did an interview the other day. I hope you're okay with this. Can't see any reason why I wouldn't be okay with you doing an interview uh, without me. So my mistake, I thought it was uh, What's My Age Again with CJ and Scott. But uh, welcome everyone to What's My Age Again with Scott. Yes, and occasionally CJ. So tell us about this wonderful interview that uh, you apparently were... Uh, unable to get in contact with me to, to invite me to. No, I'm not bitter. Go on. Well, I have this a Twitter friend, uh, Sheila E. Young, and she's the author of a book called Mac, which is available at Am- on Amazon and wherever all good Amazon books are sold. Generally Amazon, yep. <laughs> yes. And she had been very open on Twitter about her age, and I thought, what an interesting person for our podcast. So I thought... I'll cut CJ out of this and I'll just get her in and talk to her for a change. It's your honesty I admire most in this situation. <laughs> doesn't make me feel any better for being left out. but oh, no, Fair enough. Well, it's a bold departure for our podcast to have interviews, I think. So I think it's worth a try. That's true. It's a bold departure for you to uh, actually have contact with women. So I wish I could say that that was wrong. <laughs> well, listeners, keep an ear out for episode six. Scott goes dating. <laughs> There's a lot of information there. Just just, just you wait, CJ. Anyway, so we, we were thinking, well, I was thinking. You weren't thinking, I'll, con- I'll contact CJ because we've got this interview to do. Well, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't thinking that because I, I did this interview at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, fuck, um, yes. Oh, <laughs> well, that makes perfect sense. Yep, all right. right move. Let's, yeah, let's just move on. Fair enough. It was, it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon for Sheila because she's in Canada. But, yeah, 6 o'clock in the morning for me. But anyway, I thought there was a kind of symmetry to this because we were talking about how do men and women experience ageing in the same way. And, of course, Sheila is a woman. And if you have ever been to Australia, Sheila is a uh, slang word for woman. So I thought we could do an episode called What Do Sheila's Think About Ageing? While I applaud this bold departure from our usual podcast format, I'm not sure that anybody actually says Sheila anymore, well, Scott. Yeah, that's true. Probably the last person to use the word Sheila would have been Steve Irwin. And you know what happened to him. <laughs> I'm not sure that being <laughs> stabbed in the heart by a stingray is the usual response to calling someone Sheila. Hey, Sheila, stab. Although it depends on uh, what, what parts of Sydney you hang around there, I guess. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> Sheila, so I mean, okay... Even though it's not a commonly used word in Australia anymore, it's still pretty funny, isn't it? Is it though? That's <laughs> true. Is but it? You got. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Because the subject for our interview is not only a Sheila. I'm interviewing someone called Sheila. Like I said, Sheila E. Young, the author of the novel Mac. Isn't she a 1980s pop artist? This is a different oh, Sheila okay. E. Ah, sorry, my mistake. I would have uh, I would have known that had I been invited to the interview that occurred without me. But carry on. Can, I, can, I can edit I can edit your reactions into the interview if you like. 
<laughs> okay. Hang on. Let me just do it here. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. Really, Sheila? <gasps> I didn't think that would happen. Oh, my God. No, that's a bit boring. Can we move on now? Feel free to use any of those. Just drop them in as you You don't think I will. (laughs) I dare you. I'm sick of editing, but I'll do it just to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll just be all of them after one sentence. (laughs) It's the most confusing response ever. So, what's happening in You're Not Helping this episode, CJ? Uh, so five thirty, you say you had to get up. Jesus Christ! What a that was a yeah. I probably wouldn't have. Uh, I would have liked to have had the option to have, have turned down getting up <laughs> for this interview. There's a thing called. Have you heard of a thing called Quora? 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 I don't know. Q U O R A. I I have. Yeah, I don't know how to say it either. But uh, for some reason, I keep getting emails from them. I must have yeah. subscribed to them accidentally one time. So there's a. Essentially, you ask questions and people provide you answers. Yes, unsurprisingly, there's lots of questions about what's it like to turn 50 uh, and some not particularly helpful. And so that's you're not helping for us. Fair enough. Before we get to the interview with Sheila, though... That's the one that I wasn't invited to. Just checking, just confirming that there's not another one that... Sheila had a writer in her contract that you weren't allowed to be involved. Yeah, that seems reasonable. That's um, moving on. (laughs) Before we have the interview with Sheila, I want to have a look at what the research says about the differences between men and women as we age. And while there are many similarities between how men and women experience aging, there are also some reasonably significant differences. Uh, Here are some other ways which aging can differ between the sexes. Okay, Uh, hormonal changes. Okay, now I'm going to... Um, not make too many cheap shots here, but what I will just I will just read the information. Women experience more rapid decline in hormone production than men, especially during menopause. What was number two? Muscle and bone mass. Men usually experience less muscle and bone loss as they age. That makes sense. I haven't um, I haven't forgotten where I've put in my femur <laughs> for a long time. So. Skin aging. Men's skin typically ages more slowly than women's due to differences in hormone levels and skin structure. I'm not quite sure what, what the skin structure okay. is, but I didn't look that deeply. Well, you were probably, you were probably tired from being up at 5.30 for an interview yes. that I wasn't invited to. What was number four? Life expectancy. Women typically live longer than men, so there's ba-ching one for the ladies, even though they've, they've <laughs> last three they've not done quite so well. But when we start looking at cognitive ageing, so that there's some more significant differences, I think. Mental health. According to some research, women are more likely than men to experience depression and anxiety as they age. But on the plus side, uh, a University of Melbourne research study found that women are happier later in life, particularly from 50 years old through to 70, possibly because their husbands have died. (laughs) For many women, this appears to be related to the positivity around me time as they wind down from full-time work and family responsibilities. Cognitive decline. Okay, Studies have shown that women tend to outperform men on tests of verbal memory and fluency, even as they age. However, men may have an advantage in tasks that require spatial ability and mental rotation, whatever that means. <coughs> so just like spinning around until you fall over? <laughs> if you're spinning around, everyone thinks you're mental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The risk of dementia. Speaking of, nice segue. <laughs> women are more likely than men to develop Alzheimer's disease, but this may be due to women living longer than men on average. Because so maybe if men could extend their lifespans, they could look forward to having Alzheimer's disease as well. Fair enough. Okay, but men who get dementia tend to die quicker. You know, <clears throat> they keep forgetting where they put their femur and fall over. <laughs> it could be that. Coping strategies. Some studies suggest that men and women may use different coping strategies to deal with cognitive decline. Uh, Women may be more likely to use problem-solving and social support, so they'll talk to their friends. I don't know where I lost my femur. (laughs) Have you you seen it? Well, technically, have you seen my husband's femur? (laughs) Men may be more likely to withdraw or deny there is a problem. What femur? (laughs) I've lost my femur. (laughs) What? Men aged 50 to 54 were the highest age group under 80 for suicide. Although men over 80, I think they just had lose the will to live and just topped themselves at an incredible rate. <laughs> took, a, uh, took a sudden turn downwards. Right. Number five? Yeah. Brain structure. 
Researchers found some differences in the way men's and women's brains age. Men may experience more shrinkage. And if you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode <laughs> where George has been in the cold water, we all know what shrinkage is. Shrinkage in the grey matter of the brain. Now, the grey matter is where the processing is done in your brain. Okay, Whereas women may experience more changes in the white matter, which is the matter that makes you racist. <laughs> No, it's actually the matter that uh, organises communication between the grey matter and the rest of the body. So men stop being able to think and women stop being able to transfer their thoughts to parts of their body. Right. Uh, for example, So as an example of um, men may experience more shrinkage in the grey matter of their brain, saying things like women may experience changes in the white matter, which is where the racist part is. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it's important to note, though, that these differences are based on generalisations surprisingly, mm. and genetic, environmental and lifestyle factors may play a significant role in cognitive ageing. Okay, that's our, our rider on this. We're not going to live and die by these things. This is just something we read. Well, we may live and die by losing a femur. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, anyway, enough of this secondhand research rubbish. Uh, I haven't needed any of this kind of stuff to get me through my career to where I am these days. Let's find out what women really think about being over 50. Over to you, Scott. Not Scott and CJ. Just pointing that out one more time. Just care. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Well, it's now time to talk to my friend. My friend, Sheila E. Young, author of the novel Mac and All Round Good Egg, about her feelings about ageing. No, I don't like eggs, so. Hi, Sheila. <laughs> So I'm here with Sheila E. Young, the author of Mac, and she's agreed to talk to me about being over 50. Being ancient. Being <laughs> ancient. <laughs> well, I always thought with you it might be young by name, young by nature, but who knows? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we met each other on Twitter. I was joking on Twitter, actually. I was going to make you do all the talking in this because I love the Australian accent. So I was going to start giving you monosyllabic responses so that you would have to talk <laughs> most of the talking. Oh, well, please don't do that. That would be really boring. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Full disclosure, Sheila is wearing a, uh, a Cleopatra wig. It's a bit of a throwback to a, a promotion she did for my book. So I really appreciate that. You can't see it, but... It's odd. It's doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, so, Sheila... Just tell me a little bit about yourself. How would you de describe yourself briefly? Um, I think my number one job would be mom. I'm mom yep. of three. So that would be my my first descriptor. Um, I've done a lot of things in the past. I used to work for a resort down south where I sang and performed in the shows and performed in comedy skits and whatnot. So mm. Somehow this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm sitting here in a Cleopatra wood. <laughs> But no, it's been uh, it's been an interesting ride. I've I've uh, met a lot of people along the way. I've also done some uh, background acting as well for okay. things like The Handmaid's Tale, Designated Survivor, things like that. So okay. I've seen some interesting things. I've seen things. I've seen things. I've met some people <laughs> who would do things. <laughs> yeah, wrote a book last a year and a half ago, and uh, which is an excellent book, by the way. Thank you very much. I enjoyed yours too. I'm so glad it's out. People can finally yeah, yeah. get their hands on it. It's the Mutual Book Appreciation Society. Yes, definitely. So my next question for you is, is the question that you're not supposed to ask ladies. Okay, go ahead. Which is how old are you? I just turned 52 on February 22nd. So this is fresh. I'm a okay. fresh 52-year-old. Fresh 52-year-old. Now, I knew yeah. it was safe to ask that because you were very open about turning 52 on Twitter. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't a big secret. It was you were quite yeah. open about it. So why were you so open when so many people are a bit reticent, particularly, particularly ladies, particularly people, I think, over 50? Well, I think you know what it is. On Twitter especially, I see... I have a little wig hair sticking to my lips right now. Sorry. <laughs> you can take it off if you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going to go the distance. Um, uh, you see on Twitter, you see the young folks complaining about how old they are when they're only in their 20s or 30s. Yep, yep, yep. And it, it does drive me a little batty, right? Where really, yeah. you know, you're, you're not old, you know, neither yes. am I. If you're saying yeah. you're old, then what am I? I'm not. Exactly. So that was the whole point of being open about it because, yeah. you know, I, th I think a lot of those are people trying to get attention 
for um you know oh oh you look so you look beautiful kind of stuff and it's like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) i you know as well it makes me laugh too when they say oh i rolled over in bed and pulled a muscle at 32 is this what my 30s is going to be like oh my god we pulled a muscle (laughs) in our 30s we would brag about it and say we had a good night (laughs) 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 right so yeah oh classic Different, different generations yeah we've established your 52 how old do you feel probably late 20s legitimately late 20s because by then you knew what was going on and you know you you yeah late 20s for sure not not even not even 30s or 40s late 20s I would joke about it my son would always maintain no you're turning 24 again this year that's what he would always say but now he's 23 so he had to up that now (laughs) (laughs) because it's just weird otherwise (laughs) yes it is now when you run into old school friends do you ever think oh that that can't be right they look so old I'm finding strangely with my grade from elementary school, our year seems to be doing very well for some reason. Whereas okay. if you go, yeah, sometimes you go up a year or two and you're doing the double take saying, you know, what, you must have had a rough life. You know, sometimes <laughs> you see people and say, what happened, right? Yeah. But so far, so good with, with my grade, it seems. There must have been something in the water, the fountain water that year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I catch up with some old friends. I haven't seen them for many years, and suddenly, out of out of the blue, about five years ago, we started catching up. And I think I look in the mirror every day, and I just see what I see. And you tend to you get used to what you see. Yeah. But when you don't see someone for twenty years, and suddenly you walk into them, it's just like you're shocked because oh my god! You do you picture so them old. like the last time you saw them, right? Yeah. You do. It, even in even movie actors, if you hadn't seen them in a while, you see them in that movie from the eighties, and you see yeah. the live version. It's a little bit odd. Yeah. 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 Some some people some people age differently. I find. Yeah, that right? is true. When you were younger, I mean, yes. probably say a teenager. How did you, how would you have described an old person? What, what, what would your criteria for an old person be? I was the youngest of seven by a long shot. The one closest to me were twins and they're seven and a half years older than me. So okay. they were, my eldest is 15 years older than me. So I always considered them old because I was that much younger. So I can remember vividly the twins becoming 17 and I was, good God. <laughs> 17. I can't believe it. Right. (laughs) But uh, the older you get, that number changes quite rapidly. Right. What you consider old. Okay. My mom, actually, there's a funny story. My mom was at a bus stop once and a woman in a, with a walker came in moaning and groaning and saying how, how rough life was and, oh, you don't want to get old, you know, and she asked, mm. well, how old are you? And it uh, turns out my mom was 10 years older than she was, right? Oh, but, wow. So you just, it's, it's, it's an attitude, right? Sometimes. Oh, sometimes. definitely. One of the things that, that CJ and I have found out is that even though most people who are sort of over 30 tend to identify as being slightly younger than their years there are some people particularly people with uh, with chronic health issues yes. who feel older than their years so that sounds like that lady might have been obviously identifying as someone older than your mother because she just felt old you throw pain in, pain changes the game. You know, anyone with yeah. chronic pain, I feel for them. That's an entirely different beast, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Assuming you're healthy and, and doing all right, you know, then you can do the old attitude adjustment for youth. But when you're in pain, it's, a, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure about that. So, how would you describe an old person now? Age wise, or just in general? Well, I guess both, I suppose, because obviously, when you were young and you're thinking your your uh, siblings were old, yeah, you would have thought that someone who was over fifty was absolutely ancient. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you're over fifty. What's old to you? I would say uh, anyone who makes it over eighty is deserves the. The elderly title, I think, because so many 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds, they're still very active now. And with all yeah. the medical advances, you you can be, right? Yeah, so, yeah for sure. Yeah, I'd say I'd say over 80 would okay. be old to me. Yeah, and I remember once um, I used to work with my father before I became a teacher, and mm-hmm. he would have been in his early 60s 
when a, a customer came in and said, I, I came in the other day and I was, I was talking to an elderly gentleman. Oh, no. And I went, you're kidding. That you think 60s is elderly. I mean, elderly to me is like you just suggested over 80 or something, maybe yeah. late 70s. But, yeah, so that, I, was, I was like, oh, my God, he thinks my dad's elderly. <laughs> so do you, do you think it's different making friends now compared to when you were younger? Yes. The opportunities are different to make friends. Mm. Like now a lot of it's online, obviously. Yeah. Unless you join a club or do something, join a team playing a sport, mm. It's I think it's a lot harder to make friends when you're older. People are more readily available when you're in school. or at, yeah. And there's only so many people you can go through. Uh, in your career at your job right that you know yeah, there's yeah, a limited exactly. number of people usually so it's trickier and yeah. i've often said there should be an app for that and there probably is i'm sure there is like tinder for friends right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> swipe right yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's tricky. Doesn't, it doesn't look funny enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, no it is harder and then well the pandemic through it all Everything, oh, absolutely, everything. yeah. So, when you find yourself in a group situation, who do you gravitate to? I gravitate to whoever's sitting on the sidelines, looking uncomfortable. Because I'm, okay. I like, I whoever that is, I'll go chat with whoever's looking like they're not having the best of them of moments, you know. And I just try to make sure they're doing all right. They don't, they don't know what's about to hit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially with this hairdo. Um, <laughs> my uh, my kids would say they picture me having friends their age, actually. A okay. lot of yeah. they do. They, they say younger. But I also, I do. I like, growing up, I had an elderly British neighbor next door, mm. Mrs. Potter, and she was great. So I, I don't know. I think I, I'd have a range, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would matter. I certainly found the the thought of turning 50 quite traumatic did you I, I never found sort of like 40 30 anything traumatic before but suddenly for me 50 was really traumatic how did you cope with 50 50 wasn't bad it happened during the pandemic so it was an interesting you know I had family dra- do a drive-by because it was at that stage where you were limited <laughs> to yeah, how many yeah. people you could be around so 52 this last one just last week has hit me because my dad passed away at this age. Oh. So because of that, oh. this one has been, you know, on the calendar because I know that's when he passed away. If I make it another couple months, I will have passed him, you know? Wow. So it is on my mind. It's really resonant, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It okay. is. So that's what stuck with me for this, for the, the early 50s. I'm okay. Now, my mom, I have to beat 84, so oh, well, <laughs> I have a distance to go. you got a fair yeah. way to go. So yeah. pa- past this um, sort of milestone, you got a way. That's good. Yeah. Did your life turn out the way you thought it would when you were younger? When you looked, when you were sort of in your 20s, you looked, looked, sort of thought where you'd be when you were 50. Are you there? Is it different to what you thought? Is it this, what's it like? I think, I think I've done a lot of what I think I would like to do more traveling. If I could add some more traveling in, then I, mm. I, I think I'd be a little more uh, satisfied. So once I get going on that, I'll feel like I've, you know, done what I kind of set out to do. You know, yeah. I, I want to see, I want to see more in person rather than just relying on you, you get to see a lot online now, but I'd rather yeah. experience things in person. Oh, for that's, sure. the, that's the thing I find too. I think when you're younger, you want things. And when you're older, you want experiences, right? Because yes. you, you, yes. you see the value more in that rather than having the latest whatever, right? So Yeah. I mean, I find now, because I've been desperately trying to declutter this place yeah. and I'm just throwing out things that I – was falling over myself to acquire that there are there are I do have things that I do value there's no doubt about that but they're not necessarily the things that I really was desperate to get at one stage you know sort of decluttering big time and not in a Marie Kondo does it bring joy way <laughs> but more just <laughs> in a this is a this is a piece of shit why do they ever want this yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. I've got a I've got a pile of that too <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I I did a lot of traveling before I got married. Yeah. And then after that, really haven't traveled very much at all. I'm desperate to get traveling. And I, I was probably in a position to start traveling just as the pandemic hit. Yeah. I mean, that put a real wrench in the works there for a lot of people for various reasons, the, the pandemic. So. Oh, sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But no, I'm with you on that. And, and yeah. yeah, things become less important for, for me anyways. I don't, I don't think people realise when they're young how much your children mean when you're older. Yes. Well, though my first, my oldest just moved out yeah. to start his life, not just to go to school. His, his career's yeah. in Toronto. He just moved out yesterday. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a bunch of... Uh, steps you take along the way that lead to them leaving right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I think after about 13 there seems to be a series of you know some milestones that that distance you from your kids to the point where you're quite happy to see them go various things where they're asserting their independence and, and eventually where when they do go it's not as big a wrench as it would have been had you still had quite the same relationship as you did when they were sort of 12 you know it's time like you you do you know it's time it's their time it's time for them to do their thing and figure it out they they you do you hit that point where okay you know it's it's time right but still I I was so good I was so good all yesterday all day I'm yay because I am I'm excited for him I'm yeah yeah ready to see him go even but I you know I'm cooking cooking dinner in the kitchen last night going (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's that there's no training for being a parent you can get as many books as you want but you gotta wing it the whole time and you're you're doing the best you can and you have a newfound respect for your own parents when you become a parent that's for sure the first time sort of the words come out of your mouth that you know you've heard from your mother or father's voice it's a sobering moment when you yeah That is something my mum would have said, yes. Yes, absolutely. I could just hear her saying it. So you were saying when you were younger you, you did a lot of creative, entertainery kind of things. Yes. Do you miss those things? Um, I will still do some things, but um, some days I do. Not all the time, though. Some days I, I feel like I should be doing more, but for the most part I'm, I'm good with what I've done. So if I ever feel the need to do something crazy, I'll just do a little Cleopatra skit or something and throw it, <laughs> <laughs> throw it on the internet and like, get that out of my system. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, There's not anything that I feel I absolutely have to be doing, you know, it, that is all-consuming. I did it and it was fun. So so as a as a person of your age, you're not sort of you're not censoring <laughs> yourself. Of your, of your age. age. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, say. I can't say advanced cheese. <laughs> <laughs> not unless you want something thrown at the screen. <laughs> well, if you're of advanced cheese, God, what am I? <laughs> the question I was gonna ask you was considering where you're at in your life and that's a nicer way of saying it. yes it is are you censoring yourself somehow because you're at a certain age or are you just doing what you want to do I, you know what I'm I do have a bit of the wild in me I'm not going to lie I do have a bit of the wild in me and and so when you have kids you kind of have to mm. con- con- contain that a touch you know because yes. you do um now that they're old old they're all considered adults in Canada you know, there there's sometimes where I I get that little that little bug, that little tap on the shoulder. You know, like you mm. should be doing something crazy right now. But yeah, um, you know, we'll see. But life is short. You got to put it all. You got to put it all out there. So I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree, Mr. Author. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, I didn't start writing till uh, like in earnest. I wanted to wanted to for years, but I didn't start doing it till I was well into my 50s. So when, when did the idea of writing come to you? During the pandemic, I got miffed because of all that was going on on global news as far as uh, Black Lives Matter movement had to take a real jump in there because of all the insanity going on. So the racism, the bigotry, it, it yeah. pissed me off. So yeah. I, I tried to think of what angle I could hit it at. And I've always written funny little things for friends, right? Yeah. So it wasn't a big leap for me to to sit down and actually focus in. So I did that and that was my way of uh, 
hitting hitting that that part of uh, what was going on. It was a good just to help people escape and help me escape and yeah uh, do some damage without being arrested for it. <laughs> 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 you know, so. So that wasn't a long-term goal. It wasn't something you'd, you'd always desperately wanted to do. No, and I feel bad about that because I see people on in the writing community who it's their calling, it's their dream, it's everything they've wanted. Um, that, that's never been the case for me. If something interests me, I'll do it. You know, mm. it, it's not one thing. It's 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 a bunch of things that come along throughout the years that that would be interesting to try. I'm going to give it a whirl. You know, that's very much me. So yeah. I wouldn't say it was a all-consuming goal of mine, no. um, but once it came out, it came out pretty quickly. So now the sequel. Working yes, on that. working on that. Yeah. Yes, I sent you a message the other day asking how far off that was because you actually have a a cover already. So that was me kicking my own derriere to get moving. Right? It was like <laughs> if I have a cover, I better get this done. So. Yeah. Um, I've had people read it and I know where I need to go back and uh, it's not completely done, no, not no. even close, but the angle I took, I'm going to change it. So okay, mm-hmm. it's going to take yeah. a little bit. And is there any other sort of boxes, entertainment boxes you're going to go to now? You say you've done your, you've been an entertainer, you've now written the book. What else is there for, for Sheila E. Young? The, I think the pipe dreams, you know, the the oh, dreams yeah. that are, probably out of reach but it would be really cool if they happened is if someone read mac and decided this would be a good series or you Mm. know or same with the sequel but that's out of my hands really you know it's whether someone actually sees it and reads it and decides it's you know so that's not really something i can necessarily work on um no, it's just right now I just want to make sure the the three kids are on their way and good to go and, you know, yeah. ready for what whatever's coming. And then uh, then I think it's just going to be about traveling and seeing more and connecting with good people, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you say, it's, that's, that's what it's all about in the end, you know? Yeah. You've got to balance your responsibilities and everything like that with – this creative side, I think I that's what I find anyway. There's always things I want to do. Like back yeah. when I was when I was young, I was in a band and did all that I kind know. of stuff. Yeah. And that was that was where I thought, but I was I was you know really not really good enough to do that and be successful. Whereas I think I think I'm at least good enough to write at writing to to do something. And it changes. It changes for people as they discover new things along the way, right? They yeah. they don't necessarily know about what they're going to be good at back when they're young. You know, they have mm. to be exposed to it. Yeah, well, so it's funny because the one that's the one good thing about writing, or one of the one of the good things about writing is that you can write, and it doesn't matter whether you're not sort of early twenties and sort of you know, looking um, studly or anything like that. I mean, okay, if you were, it's one thing if you're the Rolling Stones and you've been doing it for 60 years, but if some guy turned up now playing music and looking like Keith Richards, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not going to be successful. So it, that's the one good thing about writing is it's something you can do and because you're kind of in the background. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I admire when you see the 80-year-old who gets their degree you know, goes yep. out and does it. You always see those news news reports. But no, you're right. And people who lose their job later in life, it's harder. You know, yes. you're competing against a lot of uh, decades of people. And it's yes. not, it's hard. And it shouldn't be because honestly, you're dealing with people who have experience, who know what they're talking about generally usually mm. depending on the field but yeah there needs to be an attitude adjustment i think as far as how yeah. people treat and 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 who is considered old right i think we hit that as well yeah well that's it i think like i know i'm talking to cj who's the other host i know i listened to your first podcast oh, okay. i listened to the whole thing <laughs> you poor thing <laughs> I loved it. I love that you laugh at your own jokes. It was the best. Yeah. <laughs> we crack ourselves up. Don't we crack anybody else up. We crack ourselves up. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Let me take you on a journey through time and look at humanity's greatest ideas. At first, we didn't know how to wear clothes or talk. Then we learned to make tools and weapons and megastructures. And then we learned to think. Humanity has done some amazing things. And yet, still, some people think the aliens did it. Spoiler alert, they didn't. From cave to Colosseum, these were the light bulb moments in human history. Light bulb moments in human history by Scott Edwin Williams is not the history you were taught in school. And it's available now wherever books are sold. I find too that with people who retire or who are near retirement, they go through a phase where they they get depressed. They have depression yeah. because suddenly they're they're no longer principal so and so. They're just their name. You know, their job is yeah. done and that's they identified so much as their job as as to their identity. And yeah. all of a sudden that's gone. So a lot of people struggle with that. Um, that's why it's so important to make sure you have your interests lined up and, and you know, have a good sense of self before you hit that eject button from your career. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. CJ and I were talking about the people who would just retire and next thing they'd be dead because they just had no yes. purpose anymore. They yeah. was, was keeled over. And that seems to be less of a thing now. I think it still is a bit, you know. Uh, people are becoming aware of it more so now because I think people aren't afraid to talk about it as much, mm. you know, like I'm not doing well. I'm, I don't have any goals right now, you know. They, you need, I don't have a purpose, right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I'm going to – that's why I swear to you, uh, when the third one is done and moved out, I'm going to be <laughs> sob, yeah. sob, or dancing, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> Kicking up your heels. Something you said then made me think people being able to talk now about things that they never used to. And I remember my father was very stoic and very, like nothing seemed to phase him. And I, I, sometimes I think about the things that go through my head and the self-doubts and all that kind of stuff, and I'm thinking, he probably went through all those things. Absolutely. Never, never really even seemed like it. Like I'm, I can, I'll talk to somebody, I'll go, oh, I'm feeling really bad today or I'm just feeling a bit or whatever. Yeah. My dad would never say that. He would never, never to anybody. I bet he didn't say it to my mother. I, mean, I don't know that because obviously I wasn't with them all the time. But nevertheless, I, I kind of doubt it because he was just so, he projected this, I'm in control. He wasn't an alpha male at any stretch of the imagination, but he was definitely a guy who was in control and he was never sick as far as I was concerned. Until he got older, he was never sick because he's never showed anything. I think sometimes you're a product of your time. So people are always comparing the generations, Gen Y, Gen X, the boomers, you know, everyone yeah. always compares all of it. And you you really are, you tend to be a product of your time. And, and back then they were dealing with... Um, you know, going back further, World War Two, they had to get through that. And then, yeah. you know, dealing with the, the depression from that and, and yeah. so forth. And, and every generation has their little crossed bear, right? Yeah. So I think you are, you're a product of your time oftentimes. So now we're seeing so much um, being uh, aware of who you are and identity and mental health and everything that, it doesn't necessarily jive with the old school where it was stiff upper lip, you yep, know, carry yep. on, onward, here we go, right? So it, there's a clash there. You know, you see it. For sure. But And then we've got the cocky Gen Xers like you and myself who are just of cocky. Course. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, I mean, it sounds like you're very similar to me. I have older sisters and my the closest sister to me is six years older than me and then okay, I've got a sister yeah. who's 12 years older than me. And yeah. I, they definitely identify as baby boomers. Yeah. And I, I refuse to identify as a baby boomer. I am definitely a Gen X. Gen X, uh, yeah. yeah. You're on the cusp. I am on the cusp, yeah. But yeah. I, I, I definitely I self-identify as Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, and I think it makes a difference. Their, their, their attitude is, is very different to mine. Kind of like, like you said, what you're brought up with. Yeah, you are. You're, you're. It's what you're surrounded with, and and it's hard to. It's hard for the older generations to understand when things go so far in a different way. It takes some some time to wrap your head around what's going on for for the younger generation, right? And 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 at, with kids, 
you know, my kids, they'll even say, you, you won't understand you, you didn't grow up with social media and yeah. and they're right. They're right. Yeah. We, we did. We didn't have to deal with that, but, uh, we had our own things, you know, we sure so, did. We yeah, sure did. but it's, it's hard to compare. Yeah. I certainly hate it when I hear someone my age or older going on about, you know, the in my day kind of stuff yeah, and, and not giving younger people their due. Did you, did you ever see the Monty Python sketch where the, the Yorkshireman and, you know, yes. we grew up in a paper bag, a septic tank, or <laughs> luxury, because we had it tough. <laughs> it's the classic walking in a blizzard to school uphill miles yeah. to school yeah, yeah yeah it's the classic and i think like you say you really don't know what they're going through like i obviously teach younger kids that social media has having an effect on kids even you know 10 and 11 it's a beast every yeah. year we have problems with whatsapp groups discord kids are getting bullied online now when I was getting bullied at school, and it happened, I used to be able to, be able to go home and get away from it. Yeah. That home was a sanctuary. Now the bullying follows them home. No, you're right. Home is not what it used to be, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, to throw into the fact that, like, I grew up in a home where both my parents were together, which is now not necessarily the norm. Um, yeah. And I, I had it easy at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, but... I mean, who knows how my parents had it? I, well, actually, I do know how my parents had it. They were one of those people who they, they were married for 70 years and died within three months of each other because they couldn't oh, be able to live with each other oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh. That's what they were like. But That's it, hard to live up to. My it's goodness. hard to live up to. Well, I've definitely – I've failed in so many ways. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, um, wow. No, it is. It's hard for them and, and – yeah, people need to take a take a minute and acknowledge that that it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We've gotten off the track a little bit, but I, I, I do think that some people you know, over fifty discount how hard it is for younger people, and I, I do think we've actually, in the same way that they view us in a sort of we'll never understand you don't get us kind of way. Yeah, dismissive. Yeah. yeah, and that's the generation gap, I guess, which I never thought I'd I'd sort of encounter like I like don't think I, I buy into it as much but I still I buy into some of the things yeah I don't even know if it if you can say generation it's just the time of internet trolls the time of internet trolls what's one piece of advice you'd give someone who wanted to stay young so a person who's got just turned 50 and they're going oh my god I'm so old what could you give them to help them stay young Okay, if you're healthy, or even if you're not healthy, let's say you're not in pain, because yep. I understand if people are in pain and they're they're feeling old. That's a different, yep. like I said, that's a different story. If you're just dealing with life's regular shit storms, yep. right? You've got to be able to find the humor when you can. Like, mm. that's crucial. If you're able to laugh at yourself, laugh at your own mistakes, Find the humor. It's hard to find sometimes, but yeah. if you can find just that little element of humor, it makes the world of difference to be able to deal with things, right? It doesn't yeah. mean you're laughing at them, you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're finding yeah. a way to, to deal with it. So I, I find for me, humor is crucial. Um, yeah. And honestly, speak to younger people. Don't speak at them, speak to yeah. them, you know, yeah. learn, learn a bit from them, hear what they're, what's going on with them. Um, cause I find a lot of people make that mistake where they're hell bent on being the superior older person and, and they, they don't take the time to listen, like really talk to them, not at them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and find, find the good times. They're there. You got to yeah. take the moments to have the good times, um, yeah. no matter what they are, make the connections that you want to make and try to keep the toxic people out of your life in, at a distance if you can. Yep, and that's, sure. that's about it really. You know? Yeah, that sounds like good advice to me. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question and I'll let you go, Sheila. All right. Um, what was the last popular culture thing that there was a, a major anniversary of that you've just gone, oh, my God, I was 15 when that happened? <gasps> There's a lot. There's a lot. There is a lot. 
I don't even know if I can even go pop culture. It's just finding out that someone who is, um, you know, someone who was 23 was born in 2000. You know, things yeah. like that are blowing my mind, yes. you know, right out of the water, right out of the water. The big pop culture, uh, the, the, whenever anyone says that, 9-11 always rings, rings a bell yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah, was so, yeah. so big. And I had a uh, not quite two-year-old and an eight-week-old at that time. And so now yeah. they're in their early 20s. So... Again, yeah. that seems like just yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. you know, those things, it does, it boggles the mind completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because for me, it was probably the Sydney Olympics, which was in 2000. Yeah. And because that was just such an amazing couple of weeks. It was just, it was, and it was thrown into high relief by the fact that a year later, 9-11 happened. So we were just... Dancing around, having fun, you know, it was just like fun, 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 nothing bad could happen. This is like the best time ever. And then a year later, the shit hit the fan. Yeah. And that's 23 years ago, 24 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And what blows my mind when I think about things like that is I remember when I was a kid, you'd have your parents, friends are talking about the war and the war was like a million years ago. The war was probably just as close then as, say, 9-11 is for us. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. Mm. Time speeds up the older we get, Scott. I swear yeah. it does, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I said it was the last question, but I'll ask you one more. Okay. Okay. Where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? What What's Sheila Young going to be doing? Assuming that she's not sort of exploded. (laughs) (laughs) I will have written a few more books for sure. 100%. Um, I will have traveled more, assuming all goes well. Um, Yes, yes. Fingers crossed, wood touched, all that sort of stuff. Um, Honestly, I can't wait to find out. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think that's the bottom. I think what one thing that the last probably 15, 20 years of my life has taught me that it's no point getting too married to the idea of what you think your life is going to be because it doesn't, it doesn't turn out that way. It's like a birth plan when you're pregnant and they say make a birth plan and you, mm. you're supposed to give them your ideal. Like, I would like to be hit with the epidural so I feel nothing and, you yeah, know, yeah. do what you got to do, right? Or, or, or the alternative, I want to be all natural, don't do anything. Yeah. Ridiculous. You don't know what you're going to be going through at that time. You don't know, right? So no. I'm, a, the, I'm a pantser as a writer and I'm a pantser as a person. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm open to a lot of things. So we'll see what happens. Okay. For the uninitiated who are not in the writing community, what's a pantser? It means you don't really have a set plan when you set out to write your book. You just write what comes out of your fingertips and and, and it turns into a story. Whereas people who are uh, plotters have it all planned down to the chapter, down to the word, down to, you know, they have yeah. a big organized plan, whereas yeah. a pantser just flies by the seat of their pants. Absolutely. So yeah, That's very much me, the free yeah. spirit. So we'll yeah. see what happens. And I think I used, I think I used to be a, a plotter and definitely a pantser now because, in, in life. And, yeah. and to a certain extent in writing, but definitely in life. I think there's no point um, making plans when you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that, I think a lot of people should have learned that the past couple of years. You mm. you know, you got to roll with it when you can, right? Yeah. And see what happens. For yeah, sure. take your chances. Good, no well, crazy questions, Scott. I'm so impressed. I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> No, no, well... <laughs> You're very good. <laughs> Even though it's meant we're very stupid sometimes. <laughs> it is It is meant to have a point. To be helpful. Yeah. And the, the fact that a lot of people are going through the same kind of thing and I think the more we talk to, to people and each other and all that, we realise that, in fact, it's not like we're not the only ones. And then it, it developed into the whole, you know... We, we, we should we, do a well, well, and then the initial part of the podcast was we thought we were weird. No, it's universal because I listened to that first podcast and I was, no, that is universal, I think, mm. for a lot of the things you two are thinking and saying, mm. a lot of us are thinking and saying the same mm. things. Absolutely. Oh, my God, that's so interesting. Really, Sheila? I told you I'd cut you in, CJ. <gasps> 
I didn't think that would happen. Well, it did. Oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was one of the big things we found was we we're weird, but not as weird as we thought we were. It's a good weird. <laughs> good weird. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. And it was great talking. It's like actually talking face-to-face for a change. It was good. I know. It's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, I feel like, yeah. I feel like, I'm like this doesn't seem unusual. It feels like I know you. I wasn't nervous in the slightest. No. I knew it would just be like chatting. Yes. Thank you, Scott, for interviewing me today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this week in Ask the AI, Ask the AI. Hi, ChatGPT. What does Sheila's think about aging? As an AI language model, I cannot generalize the thoughts and feelings of an entire group of people such as Sheila's. Assuming this term refers to women from Australia, each individual has their own unique thoughts and feelings about reaching the age of 50 and beyond. However, Some studies suggest that women over the age of 50 tend to feel more confident and empowered as they age. Compared to their younger years, they may have gained more life experience, wisdom, and perspective, which can help them navigate challenges and enjoy life more fully. Of course, there may be some women who feel apprehensive about aging, or who may face age-related challenges such as health issues or societal ageism. It's important to recognize that each person's experience is unique and should be respected. Uh, so you said in the beginning that the question wasn't going to be what do Sheila's think about aging. I, I, I didn't didn't say that, actually. <laughs> you asked me if it was going to be, and I sort of went, uh, mm, mm. So technically I didn't lie. <laughs> Thanks, AI. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, just about as bad as you thought it was yeah. going to be. So, what's happening in You're Not Helping this episode, CJ? I looked at what's the impact of being over 50, because that was what we discussed we were going to talk about this episode before you decided to go off and do a, uh, a rogue interview on your own. But let's not focus on that part of the story. It's forgotten already. So I had a look at... <laughs> I had a look at Cora. Cora, I don't know. If anybody knows the proper way to pronounce that, feel free to write in. Essentially, it's about uh, people ask questions, other people answer it. So it's like your Ask AI segment, but with actual uh-huh. people. Well, <laughs> although some of the answers may probably argue that. So, uh, so I collated, I curated and collated some of the questions. Here's a couple that start off the you're not helping. So this is people asking questions that are presumably looking for right. helpful answers. Question number one. How do you deal with being over 50? Okay. Answer, pretty much the same way I dealt with being over 30 and over 40. Live my life. What else do you think I'd do? <laughs> well, I suppose, I suppose <laughs> that's, um, there, is, there is a certain Zen logic to that. <laughs> well, yes, good or done without what else you do you think it. I'd do at the end? <laughs> yeah, with the implied you idiot. Now, this one, this is the person that I mentioned at the beginning. So they've got, well, actually, they've got 7,700 answers that they've made and 9.7 million answer views. Now, this, I think, potentially highlights the whole thing of why does society view people over 50 the way that they do? So the question is, is it better being in in my 50s than in my 30s and 40s? Reasonable question. Answer. Considering the amount of people past 50 who have little to no retirement and the state of the economy and everything else going on, as well as a heightened mortality rate from COVID, I'd say probably not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice positive outlook. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that qualifies quite nicely for, you're not helping. You're not helping. Definitely not helping. Definitely not helping. This one was just, uh, just a bit of a random one that I thought was odd. What do you like most about being over 50? Grandchildren. I have five at age 65, which uh, that's somebody who's obviously started having children quite early to have five 65-year-old grandchildren. Yes, if they're 65-year-old grandchildren. <laughs> yes. Uh, then there was the, the, a few that kind of fell into the category of just ageing generally. Uh, is 50 years old the start or the end of your life? The answer the day you were born was the start of the end of your life. 
<laughs> yep. Can't argue um, with that. <laughs> you cannot argue with it. There's absolutely no arguing with that. What is one important thing you need to know when you hit 50 years old? Presumably not when you hit a 50-year-old. <laughs> when you hit 50 years old. Answer. You can't argue with the logic in this one. Statistically, you've reached a milestone, which means your chances of hitting 80 are greatly improved. Hold questions over people who didn't make it to 50. <laughs> I'd say statistically, they're probably infinitely improved. Infinitely, absolutely infinitely improved. Over people who didn't make it to 50. Unless they resurrected and set back on the path. Like Walt Disney <laughs> might, once they run freezing. <laughs> no? But wait, there's more. With every decade, your longevity progression projections increase. So if you hit 80, you definitely hit 90. Yeah. Well, unless you didn't make it to 80. But following the same logic, if you've hit 90... And so on. And if you're going to hit 100... Yeah, just keep on surviving. Yeah, so I think I've just found a way to live forever. Which I suppose, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Nice work. Thanks, Cora. Cora. Another important thing about you need to know when you hit 50 years old, the tick... The ticking clock is a powerful motivation to create, get healthier, and simplify. Bonus, the alternative seems sketchy. <laughs> I actually, I would agree with that. I think that has motivated me to do a few things, for sure, the ticking clock. So also maybe those two kind of fall into the, um, your, uh, maybe you are helping a bit. Yeah, they're helping a bit. This one's, I want to put this in the, it's maybe helping, but... So this is an answer to the question, just to remind, what is one important thing you need to know when you hit 50 years old? One important thing. You cannot eat as much as you did as a younger person. Mm -hmm. Eat regularly. So we're already past, the was one thing, now we're at two. Food nourishes your body. Can't argue with that. Watch what you put in your mouth. I feel that this person's on a bit of a theme. Well, there's other things you can put in your mouth that aren't food. <laughs> Avoid bad foods and possibly other bad things that you can put in your mouth. <laughs> well, actually, maybe this follows on. What you put in your body affects how you feel. <laughs> for good or for evil. <laughs> bad food makes you feel bad. <laughs> Eat the best food you can. So this is advice from a dietitian, or...? They seem to be stuck with a particular theme they finish off with if you're if you're emotional don't go near food <laughs> if you go near food don't be emotional <laughs> i'll finish off with this one that took a very weird downhill turn okay which was the also one important thing you need to know when you get 50 years old uh there are 14 14 okay 14 one important thing right when younger, we make various choices without the future in mind. That's mm. true. Sage yes. words. Sometimes these choices bite us in our midlife. And I like the fact that they're called over 50 midlife. Uh, it, it's a bit sort of living in denial, but yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay it. Well, it kind of goes back to episode one where people said, you know, I'm 60, I'm middle-aged. <laughs> yes. So these are some of the things one might regret when they're 50 years old. Okay. Number one. Marrying the wrong person. Yes, I constantly regret that. I'm not going to go through all of these. Uh, right. Because there's 14 of them. Right. Takes a very rapid downhill turn. Number four, the child you aborted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Number five, the child you rejected. <laughs> or the child you wish you'd aborted. <laughs> Number six, the marriage you destroyed. I didn't destroy any marriages. Well... Or did you? <laughs> Let's delve into this one a little bit deeper, I think. Yes. So you get married to your good fiancé. The first months in marriage were good, but shortly after, you started having affairs. <laughs> months after. Not years, not decades. <laughs> Who's got that kind of attention span? <laughs> Number nine. The time you wasted being a couch potato. Definitely Giving excuses and pursuing meaningless things, like making podcasts, I guess. <laughs> you will never get that back. Oh, uh, that's true. The dreams and talents you shelved. But it's all sounding very, yeah, yeah, it's sounding very dark and 
This is this is the the final thoughts of a man who's about to plunge a knife into their <laughs> chest or something. <laughs> Hold that thought. Eleven, the name you defamed. When you look back at your path and you see the mud you threw at your own name, the shame you attracted, and the little value you've added to the world, the hell, you will regret. I, I think this person, <clears throat> my God, this person, what a life this person has led. Who has those regrets? I have some of those regrets. <clears throat> I don't have them all. I think it's probably somebody who uh, went near food when they were emotional. <laughs> well, it's hard to digest. When you go to bed after you've eaten cheese particularly, you have bad dreams. And maybe there's some there's a point there. I, whenever I'm bored, I'll load up on a, uh, a camembert and grab a bottle of Tixie Licks and see where things take me. <laughs> Forget the shrooms. Go for the brie. Finishing it off with number 14. The parents you despised. <laughs> been a reason you despised them <laughs> they might have been the ones who made you this bitter and twisted <laughs> they were the ones that kept giving you food yes bloody food damn it ah, so there you go um yes so thank you uh, i'm not going to read out any of the names on those but i think we've we've appro- we've appropriately uh fulfilled the criteria of no but they're not helping you're not helping <laughs> Thanks for that, TJ. <laughs> You're welcome. I think it's time to wrap it up. So, CJ, do you think we've answered our question? Mm, the question is, uh, why were you doing interviews on your own and not inviting me when it's What's My Age Again with CJ and Scott? Not What's My Age Again with Scott. Uh, yeah, probably. But um, I think aside from the, the questions, I think Sheila answered probably all of the questions. Fair enough. But what about the big question? Is there a God? No, I don't think we answered that. <laughs> well, definitely not. Uh, no, there's not any God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've answered it. There you go. All right, problem solved. Uh, let's go for a slightly less big question then. Uh, did, the, did we answer the question, do men and women experience ageing in the same way? Yeah, forget what the AI said. That was just an aberration. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure it was. Uh, anyway, while we gave a brief overview of the effect of gender differences on ageing, I think we've only just scratched the surface. So mm. I'm going to head off to find some aloe vera. Aloe vera? <laughs> yes, well, just be careful with that lubrication, CJ. <laughs> anyway, you're right. I think you're right. I think there are many PhDs in this and one silly podcast won't answer this question. Nevertheless... I'd like to thank Sheila E. Young for lending us her credibility, at least for a short while. Now we've handed it back, we can be just as incredible as we usually are. Thank you very much, Sheila. It was a very interesting interview. It's a shame I didn't get to meet you, and hopefully uh, I will get to meet you at some time in the future. And now, a word from our sponsors. Listeners may recall that previously we've had the privilege of being paid to talk nicely about Elwood Scott's book, Funny You Should Ask. Well, no longer. Now we're being paid to talk about his new book, Colin Calls the Help Desk. This is a fun romp of the absurdities of corporate life. In fact, the subtitle is An Irreverent Tale of Corporate Life. There is no reverentness in this book. I don't know what that means, but I'm happy to continue with that. So the key thing that I seem to have identified is that Colin is a koala. And sure, while we've all been in an office where there's a koala working, apparently some people have been confused by the concept. So Elwood has helpfully put together an FAQ. Aha, that may answer a few questions then, because it's a frequently asked questions things so that would make some sense it makes much more sense than what i was thinking which was that it stood for fucking assholes on quora 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 whatever it is question one i noticed there's a koala on the cover is this a book for kids answer <laughs> definitely not colin calls the help desk is a satirical look at office life and that's our hero on the cover colin the koala question is the koala a nickname, like Nicky the Llama or Jimmy the Finch or Oblong Doug? 
Answer, nope. Colin is 100% koala. Question, a koala? In an office? I thought koalas were naked, drunk and always catching chlamydia. Answer, no, you're thinking of Brian from accounting. (laughs) Colin calls the help desk. A hilarious and relatable take on the absurdities of office life. Available now at Amazon in all the backs. Hardback, paperback and... Hunchback. Come on. No. Hunchback. Hunchback. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can get the hunchback version, but... uh... It's sort of a wraparound thing. (laughs) No, I got nothing for that. (laughs) Jump onto Amazon. It's currently sitting at number 50 in the organizational culture bestsellers. Oh, wow. On, uh, on Amazon. which uh, that, I'm... That's actually impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that when he, uh, he pays us the money for this ad, he'll be pleased to hear the ambivalence and confusion and amazement in your voice. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I feel it's, I feel it's. Happy uh... yet surprised. <laughs> not surprised no 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 one said no one surprises not part of the emotions i'm feeling <laughs> but having said that I, I know how hard it is to to sort of get up there on the sort of those lists so i think it's it's surprised from that respect hmm. in that respect not in any other respect okay cool so check it out on amazon colin calls the help desk and a reverent tale of corporate life by elwood scott so if you've found society's expectation of over 50s doesn't align with who you are or how you feel... And you're not mental. Or your chronological age doesn't match up with your subjective age. Or if you just have a great over 50 story to share, drop us a line at... The Old Folks Home 69 <laughs> at gmail.com or any of, the, any of the socials, which is some configuration of Old Folks Home and 69. Jeez, <laughs> we've really got to change that. Yeah, I think it's too late for that now. Uh, anyway, this is me. And this is me. Remember, when you listen, to make sure that you get more of this exciting, valuable, and beneficial <laughs> content, you should follow, rate, and review all episodes. And if symptoms persist, see your doctor. Individual results may vary. Artist impression may not represent actual events. Join us on the next episode of What's My Age Again. Say goodbye, CJ. Goodbye, CJ. Is that it?